Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. It ain't the left side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat. And Paul, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can also check out our merch store, too, on the finside.threadless.com. The Dolphins square off against the, the Detroit Lions on Sunday, noon central time, at Hard Rock Stadium. Lions are 2-3, and three, coming off a of bye week, most recently with a 31-23 to 23 win a couple of weeks back against the Green Bay Packers to keep their season alive. And because the Lions are in the NFC, uh, Dolphin, Dolphins fans a lot of times don't know a lot about the opposing sideline. That's why we're joined here with Brian Seip, who is our Detroit Lions correspondent, helps us out throughout the year, insight into, into the Detroit Lions, as well as when we have a mock draft in April. Brian, thanks for joining us here tonight. How you doing? Yeah, good, Kat. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, man. Sure, man. Uh, so let's take a look at the Lions roster, peel back the layers a little bit. Hard to believe Matt Stafford is in his 10th NFL season. 116th start in a row here against the Miami Dolphins. Looking for his eighth season in a row with over 4,200 passing yards. He's always been predictably good. What have you seen from Matt Stafford in the first five games so far? Yeah, you know, Stafford. Stafford's always a solid guy. You can expect him to go out and, and uh, compete four quarters. I mean, he's he's the leader of the team. He's the, the captain of the team. I mean, he's he's the guy that drives the heartbeat of that team. There's no doubt about it. Um, the thing with Stafford is it, the first couple of weeks were definitely very eye-opening, I think, for a lot of Lions fans. A lot of the Lions fan base uh, were – we're kind of all over him. I mean, it was uh, it was kind of a rough start for him, but after the after the first two weeks out out of San Francisco, he definitely kind of cleaned things up. Uh, he he definitely started to kind of just check down to what what his standard game was, and that's that's look for his open receivers, not try and overthink it and bomb it deep like he used to with Calvin Johnson. They've got a really solid receiving base. I mean, they've got Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Golden Tate. So. When you have three options like that, he's definitely been able to simplify his game and be able to check through his progressions and things like that. So he's kind of found a way to get back into his rhythm, I think is the best way to put it. He's He's been a little bit shaky, a little bit up and down as that offense has been. But mm-hmm. when, Stafford's, when Stafford is is on point and on his game, that's when their offense is as efficient as possible. You know, let's look at the wide receiver unit there. I mean, Golden Tate – is again predictably good. At three of his last four years, he's had over a thousand yards receiving. Marvin Jones had over eleven hundred last year. But Kenny Galladay, that second-year player out of Northern Illinois, really starting to become that deep threat that Matt Stafford can bomb the ball to on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And they've definitely missed that since Calvin Johnson retired. Uh, they. They've uh, they haven't really changed their offense too much from a whole outside of adding uh, Carryon Johnson. He's 
He's the biggest dynamic that they've added there with, with LeGarrette Blunt. But th- that receiving core is a really good solid base for him that he can, he can find a way to find a chain mover like Golden Tate. But also if he wants to bomb it deep to, to um, Galladay, that's something he can do anytime he wants to look that way. And uh, that's kind of a matchup I'm keeping my eye on as a Lions fan is I think that uh, with uh, Xavier and Howard, I think Xavier and Howard's probably going to shadow Galladay, just how big he's been over the last few weeks. I think that's something that might open up Golden Tate, to be honest, out of the slot this week. So that's something I'm keeping my eye on as a Lions fan that I think might open up a little bit. Hey, Brian, while we're talking about the wide receivers here, I know there's been a little bit in the media between Albert Wilson and Golden Tate about being the best yards after the catch wide receiver in the NFL. What's your take that's on right, that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's kind of funny, man. Um, I, I've been watching a little bit, too, and, and uh you know, Golden Tate's, he's great. I mean, he, he's great after the catch. He's been around a little while. He's been with a couple of different teams. He's a solid guy. But I've actually kind of have, had my eye on Albert Wilson as well, too. I do think that this is going to be a big week for him. Um, I think Darius Slay is going to match up um, opposite of him, and I think that's going to open up uh, Wilson a little bit. I think they, they have Tease Tabor, who's really, really struggled lately. I mean, to be, to be flat out honest, I think every single Detroit Lions fan out there knows the Lions secondary has been shaky over the years. The defense in general has been shaky. Um, if I'm a Dolphins fan, if I'm one of you two guys, I, I'm kind of licking my chops right now looking at that at that matchup. I, I do think – I mean, Golden Tate's a big talker, but you know what? He's found a way to back it up over the years. Um, but I, I do think Albert Wilson has a matchup this week that I think he could probably expose. Um, the question really to me isn't him so much. I think it's probably Brock Osweiler. You know, that's, that's the one thing mm-hmm. I think the Lions yeah. might be having – they might be they might be looking a little bit into this week is Brock Osweiler. You know, I, I was a little bit nervous kind of going into this week thinking maybe it would be Tannehill, but to be honest, I think the Lions might have a little bit better of a shot against Osweiler just to see because I think they might stack the box a little bit, you know, not to go off on more out of the running game here, but I think the Lions are probably gonna try and, and make Brock Osweiler beat him again. You know, just like he like just like he did the Bears last week. Yeah, and so. looking at the Lions defense, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. They they have struggled this year, and mm-hmm. I believe they're they've let up I think 27.4 points per game this year. And defensively, to opposing running backs, they're allowing 5.98 yards a carry. And to opposing quarterbacks, they have a combined rating of 105.5, and that includes the great game they had against Tom Brady. Where have yeah. some of the leaks been uh, on defense for the Lions besides Tease Tabor? Oh man, it's it's been uh, no question the running game. I mean, the run defense has just been. I mean, it, the defense has kind of looked like Swiss cheese. I think is the joke I hear the most uh, from the Detroit Lions fan base. Um, I mean, it's just it, part of it. Kind of the challenge is they've got a new regime in this year with with Matt Patricia. Um, you know, I know you and I spoke a little bit before about the fact that Matt Patricia in New England, obviously, Dolphin fans are familiar with him. Um, the Dolphins have definitely had their way with them. I saw an interesting stat that the last seven matchups that the Dolphins have played against Matt Patricia's defense, they've had over 250 yards every single game. Um, so that's something as a Lions fan, obviously, I'm worried about. But the biggest concern for me, like you said, um, no question is the run defense. I'm looking at Frank Gore. Uh, I, I think Frank Gore could have a monster day this week. I really do. And uh, one thing from the outside perspective, maybe just throw it into, into your court a little bit, is I'm kind of surprised the Dolphins haven't been using Kenyon or uh, Kenyon Drake a little bit more. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of he's kind of a faster guy, kind of a shifty guy. A good compliment to Frank Gore, who's kind of you know more the the bell cow kind of guy. I think that's a guy I might keep my eye on a little bit too. But obviously, you guys 
you guys kind of know how they like to balance a running game a little bit more. But, um, you know, that's if that if they're going to complement each other a little bit, I could see that being a challenge for the Lions defense this week, no doubt about it. It's, it's interesting with the Dolphins' run offense because for two weeks in a row against the Patriots and the Bengals, they absolutely could not run the football. I mean, I think they had 32 yards between Gore and Drake on 20 carries over a seven mm-hmm over seven quarters, something around there. And then last game, they play Chicago, who's who had the number one ranked defense in the league heading into that game, and they combined for 157 yards. Your observation's right, right too, about, about Drake. We're a little surprised we didn't see him more involved. Luckily, he has been over the last couple of weeks here. Frank Gore, I think he's a little bit more able to get those five, six, seven yards at a time, and I think that's what Adam Gase is looking for a little bit more right right mm-hmm. now. Between the tackles, yeah. Yeah, between the tackles, exactly right. But the good thing, Brian, is even though the Lions' defense has been struggling, they can match it on offense. They do have the three receivers. They've got the one-two combination of on Johnson as well as, uh, as LeGarrette Blunt. So they should be able to match what they're giving up on defense usually. So taking a look at this game, what do you yeah. think the Lions need to do to win? I think their key – well, their key defensively is, is to make Brock Osweiler beat them. I mean, if, if, if the key to the winning the game is going to be anywhere, it's going to be right there. It's got to be to make Brock Osweiler throw the ball, um, stop him on defense. But offensively, I would say to establish the run. I would look to see on Johnson a little bit more heavily involved this game. They've, kind of, they've really been working him in week by week by week. And honestly, it's been a little bit frustrating uh, from a Lions observing point uh, that, that he, he's really been eased into the role, and he's clearly the number one back there. There's no question about it. Everyone knows it. Um, LeGarrette Blunt is exactly who any NFL fan that's watched for the last 10, 15 years knows. He's the guy that you're going to put in on the goal line, put in on a fourth and one, third and one. He's got to get two, three yards. He's going to get it. And they'll put him in those situations. But – um, on Johnson is the guy that's really, really looked well for that offense. And that's obviously opened up Stafford. Um, that's, that's something Stafford has not had the luxury of his entire career in Detroit. And that's a running game. He hasn't had anybody that could, could open up some gaps and kind of keep the defense honest a little bit. So I think if, if there's an offensive standpoint that they really need to establish, it's the running game. No doubt about it. Well, hey, at least LeGarrette Blunt has stopped punching people in the face. So he's come a long way <laughs> exactly. on that. Well, but yeah, he, I see what you're saying there. I mean, to, to the give crowd, our listeners but... some – I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I said he may have flipped off the crowd in uh, week one or two, I think it was. He, he, he's still got some issues, but, hey, uh, you know. <laughs> eh, we'll, we'll, we'll let it slide. At least at least he's not punching people. He's flipping people <laughs> exactly. off. Exactly. Well, Step down from assault. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, it, it, to piggyback on what you said – this year, LeGarrette Blunt is averaging 2.5 yards a carry on 47 carries. on Johnson, 5.7 yards a carry on 47 carries. So you when go. you see that, that it's split evenly almost between those backs, I am wondering, what the heck are they doing? I mean, are they just worried about not putting too much on on Johnson's plate right now? You know, it, it's kind of a tough question because um, obviously if you or I were the coach, uh, we'd, we'd love to put in on Johnson every snap of every possession, right? Um, you got to think that they're thinking long-term here. You got to think that they're trying to establish some kind of rhythm for the offense. Um, my take on it is 
that carry on Johnson is a rookie. They don't trust him maybe in big situations that Matt Patricia might having, you know, after having uh, LeGarrette Blunt for five, six, whatever years in new England. Um, I think it's a little bit of balance between two. I, I do think they might be getting a little cute with it. Honestly, I do think that maybe teams kind of overthink those situations a little bit nowadays. Um, he's clearly one of the most talented, um, not only running backs, but receivers that they have in that offense. I mean, he catches the ball well out of the backfield. They have a lot of options there in that offense, and he's he's a dynamic threat. So um, they've kept it balanced, like you said. I expect them to keep it balanced. Um, you know, I'm probably more speaking here more out of frustration as a from a Lions perspective. I do think that they should feature him more. Can't answer if they will feature him more, but I would expect them to try and establish a run more this week for sure. Absolutely. We're joined by Brian Seip. He is our Lions correspondent. He's been kind enough to join us to give us a view from the opposing sideline here today. So, Brian, I'll put you on the hot seat. Lions are favored by three points in this game on the road. How do you see this one turning out? What's your prediction? So, I'll be honest with you, Kat. Paul, I, I definitely thought that I was going to take the Finns this week um, when I was originally coming in the week. But as soon as I saw Brock Osweiler was going back under center, I kind of had to re- rethink myself here a little bit. So, I think my official prediction with Brock Osweiler as the quarterback is going to be 30-23 to 23 Detroit. Um, I do think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be – I think it could be a struggle at times. I think defensively they might try and set the tone, each of them. Um, but I do think that's the key is if Brock Osweiler, if he goes out and moves him down the field, then it might be a complete different game. But that's the way I see it going is I, I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game the whole way. Neither team's going to run away. I'm going to say 30 to 23 Detroit. We are joined by Brian Seip, our Lions correspondent, and that will do it for our wrap-up of the Lion view from the opposing sideline with the Detroit Lions. You can follow Paul and I on the Finn side on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can also look at our merch store on the finside.threadless.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Fin side. It ain't the left, left side, side or the right, right side, side, and it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.